Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello and welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Monty Walden. In recent years, I've noticed increasing interest in ideas such as organic wines, so-called natural wines, and biodynamic wines. I'll read for you some excerpts from my book, Biodynamic Wine, and follow up with some commentary on the topics covered. For those interested in acquiring the full biodynamic wine text, it's available from my publisher, Infinite Ideas, who right now is offering a discount of 15% through July 31st, 2020. To get the discount, use the code, which is bio15off at infiniteideas.com. That's bio, which is a B-I-O-1-5-O-F-F. As promised, this week, we'll discuss the remaining three biodynamic treatments that are prepared as compost. These include oak bark, dandelion, and valerian. Oak bark 505. Oak bark is perhaps the most difficult biodynamic compost preparation to get one's head around. It's also the most difficult to make. Inserting the bark into its animal sense organ sheath is fiddly. Closing the sheaf, even more so, since this preparation must be buried in a place involving the dynamic of running water. To complicated matters even further, Rudolf Steiner never fully explained why he stipulated this preparation's sheath must be an animal skull. The oak bark preparation cannot, however, be skipped over because it, quote, provides what is necessary for plants to be upright and well-formed, and it develops the farm's immune system, conferring disease resistance on crops, is what he said. The oak bark preparation's role in making individual plants grow in the ideal way helps the entire farm organism, or vineyard, function properly as a whole. Steiner's contention was that soil with the right level of calcium, force, helped plants stay healthy and disease-free. Oak bark's rich calcium content makes it ideal preparation material. Steiner said that adding the oak bark preparation to compost, quotes, will truly provide the forces to prevent or arrest harmful plant diseases. Those were his words. To summarize, Plant material with a unique quality and concentration of calcium, the bark from a highly evolved plant, the oak, is being surrounded by mud, the earth, and water, the moon, within a calcium-rich animal part, the brain cavity of highly evolved animals, such as cows, to produce a preparation which will strengthen forces in the earth, which counteract tendencies in plants to become diseased. The oak tree specified by Rudolf Steiner was the pedunculate, or English oak. Its other name in Latin is Quercus rubur. However, as this only grows successfully in temperate climes, substitutes can be used. For the North American continent, 
Aaron Fried Pfeiffer suggested the white oak, Quercus alba, as being the most like the English oak. Both the sessile and red oaks are also suitable. Only the outer bark should be collected. Avoid bark from the side of trees facing away from the equator, as they are likely to be covered with moss. The pithy material immediately beneath the bark, the cambium layer, should not be used because this part of the tree is still alive. The oak bark is collected when its calcium content peaks from late summer through early autumn and from living trees at least 30 years old with trunks at least 30 to 50 centimeters in diameter. The bark should be collected in the afternoon. Rudolf Steiner indicated that the skull of any domesticated, meaning farm, animals such as bovines, sheep, goats, pigs or horses would do for the sheath. Skulls from animals killed on the farm or from neighbouring biodynamic farms are ideal. Demeter International's current production standard stipulates the skull be cleaned before it is filled with oak bark by being placed in a closed container filled with sawdust and left for a period of time during which it is cleaned of any fleshy remains by means of a process of microbial maceration. After the skull is removed, waste material is disposed of in accordance with current regulatory requirements. The oak bark should be chopped or ground to a crumb-like consistency, perhaps by passing it through window screening or through an old cornmeal grinder in the case of small volumes, or a grain grinder for larger ones. It can then be moistened. When the ground oak bark is damp but not dripping, it can be packed into the cranial cavity via the foramen magnum, the opening at the rear base of the skull, using a wooden dowel if necessary. The contents of a single skull should produce enough preparation to treat 300 hectares of cropland. Steiner saw in the dandelion a plant capable, if prepared according to his biodynamic instructions, of bringing a unique enabling quality to crops, giving them the power to sense exactly what they need from both their local and the wider environment, and even, in fact, to attract it. The upper part of the plant consists of bright yellow flowers which follow the sun like a sun clock. After flowering, the silica in dandelion is expressed when its seed-bearing papi are born on the wind. We blow these spindly, light-as-a-feather parachutes into each other's faces as children, little knowing their translucent appearance results from an abundance of fine silicious cellular tissues, according to von Wistinghausen and all, who add that the silica coming to expression in the dandelion makes this plant a special sense organ for the light. Silica supports sensory functions in human and animal skin and sense organs, above all in the eyes. In the plant, and above all in the dandelion, this type of sensory function arises from interaction between silica and potassium. Making the dandelion 506 compost preparation. 
Peter Proctor suggests the dandelion flowers are picked in spring, early in the morning before the sun is too high, and before the centre of each flower has opened too fully. Dry the freshly picked flowers by leaving the filled picking containers outside in the sun so the flowers wilt before being moved into airy shade and being spread in a single layer on a drying frame or on paper. Or they can be moved indoors directly and be turned in the early drying stage until quite dry. The animal organ used to contain the dandelion flowers is the bovine mesentery or cool fat or the great omentum. The dandelion flowers are wrapped in the lean middle part of the mesentery. The dandelion filled pouches or pillows are usually buried in autumn. In handwritten notes for his 1924 agriculture course, Steiner suggested that the dandelion compost preparation would benefit from spending six months hanging in a tree before being buried in the ground. In a similar way to the stag's bladder for the Yarrow 502 preparation and the cow intestine for the chamomile 503 preparation. Steiner indicated that the dandelion preparation should be dug up at spring equinox at the same time as you would dig up the horn manure 500 preparation although you may wait another six weeks or so, he said. Using the dandelion 506 compost preparation. Whenever I make a hole in the side of the compost pile into which the dandelion preparation is to be added, I feel like a plumber reaching into a dark recess in which a blockage needs attending to. This, ultimately, is dandelion's role. Regulating balancing and harmonising, helping crops to draw their nourishment from their broader environment and overcome obstructions to the flows of forces in the farm's surroundings. A 30 centimetre by 30 centimetre dandelion-filled periterranium or mesentery pillow should produce enough of this compost preparation to treat a 100 hectares of cropland. Valerian 507. There's nothing more satisfying at the end of an autumn day's composting than dipping your cold hands in a container of warm water and stirring in a few drops of extract of valerian flowers backwards and forwards. The resulting pale amber liquid is then sprayed over the finished compost pile. Like icing on a cake, the valerian seals in the beneficial forces carried by the other five compost preparations so that when the compost is spread, these forces can be released to the soil. Making the valerian 507 compost preparation. Valerian, its botanical name is Valeriana officinalis, is a perennial herb native to Eurasia which flowers in early summer. Its tiny white flowers are intensely perfumed, appear in clusters and open individually over a period of time. About two weeks after the first flowers have opened, the first few petals drop off, indicating that seed formation has begun and flower picking should also begin. At this stage, about half of the blossoms on any given flower head should have opened. 
Biodynamic literature generally suggests picking the flowers in the early morning. Common practice is for the flowers to be chopped or finely ground using a pestle and mortar, perhaps by placing the pulp in the toe end of a nylon stocking, twisting it up tightly and squeezing the package in a vise to extract green or coffee-coloured juice. Or, if flowers are in short supply, they can be wetted with a little rainwater or snowmelt rather than well water, meaning water previously exposed to the sun, and left in a glass jar on a sunny windowsill for up to a week before the mixture is pressed or strained through muslin into sterilised 20 to 50 milliliter bottles. De Liefd argues that making the valerian extract in either of these ways results in a poor yield and a preparation whose concentration is unknown. His alternative method is to process the flowers the same evening that they are picked, snipping off all stem parts but leaving the green calyx in place. Using a funnel and stick, these are stuffed into glass bottles, which can be sealed with a cork. Once the flowers are inserted, add distilled water until the bottle is full, but leave an airspace below the cork. Tie the cork down with twine to prevent it from popping out. Then hang the bottle that same evening in a sunny position in a tree, and leave it there for three days. After three days in the tree, the bottle's contents are drained into a fresh container via a filter like a piece of fine terrillon fabric. Extract any juice contained in the solids by pressing and combine this with the larger volume of free-run juice. Using the Valerian 507 compost preparation. The standard practice is to dilute the Valerian liquid concentrate in water to a 5% solution. Most biodynamic growers spray the Valerian compost preparation on newly made compost piles before the piles are covered with straw for winter. However, it is worth considering the argument that the prepared valerian should in fact be sprayed only several months later and when the pile of raw uncomposted material has actually become transformed into finished hummus-rich compost. Of the six biodynamic compost preparations, valerian is unique in two ways. First, it is the only one not to be buried underground, a process which concentrates forces within a substance. Second, it is the only one not to be used in solid form but sprayed as a liquid, a process which allows forces contained within a substance to be released. So, if you want to release those forces brought to and preserved within the raw compostable material by the five other preparations as it composts, then spray valerian on finished rather than newly made piles. Or simply hedge your bets and spray it twice, before and after. Valerian is the phosphorus, quote, light that switches the compost on. It makes the metaphorical blood within the compost and farm organism, and perhaps the real stuff in your hands on a cold day, finally flow. And this concludes our examination of the biodynamic preparations prescribed by Rudolf Steiner. My book, Biodynamic Wine, 
covers each of these treatments in greater detail and explores some of the reasoning that led Rudolf Steiner and some of his contemporaries to the development of these preparations. If you're interested in my book, Biodynamic Wine, my publisher, Infinite Ideas, is currently offering 15% off through July the 31st, 2020, with offer code BIO15OFF. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.